Hi, this is Megan Cloherty, investigative reporter for WTOP News. If you like top news from WTOP, we think you'll love our new podcast called the DMV Download, where we take a more in-depth look at the biggest local stories of the day happening in our area. We hope you check it out. This local Jane Doe to get her name back on Neil Augenstein. More and more families are expected to seek help for paying this bill this winter. I'm Mike Marillo. Italy is getting its first far-right government since Mussolini will take you live to Rome coming up at 210. It's now 2 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Chick-fil-A. I'm Monica Ricks in New York. The entire state of Florida is under a state of emergency this hour as Ian approaches. We expect to experience a significant storm surge, some estimates up to 15 feet. We are expecting 30 hours of tropical storm force winds. Hillsborough County Emergency Management Director Tim Dudley says they're working to evacuate about 300,000 people from the Tampa area. Those who plan to stay are stocking up on supplies. CBS's Omar Villafranca is in Clearwater. Some people packed sandbags as nervous anticipation led to long lines for gas, packed grocery stores, and empty shelves. I'm trying to get water, but it's no more, not too much at this moment. Russia admits it's made mistakes in its mobilization over the war in Ukraine. CBS's Kimmy McCormick reports. Though it admits the mobilization decree has been violated, the Kremlin says no decision has been taken to close Russia's borders. Thousands of Russians have chosen to flee the country. Now with word men may be called up to serve after recent Kremlin orchestrated referendums in Russian-occupied parts of Ukraine, many of them are now fleeing, fearing they'll be drafted into the war. Authorities are still working to identify the man who killed 15 people, including children, at a school in central Russia. The gunman went into the school wearing a swastika t-shirt and killed himself after the attack. A school shooter in Kentucky will spend the rest of his life in prison. 39-year-old Michael Carneal sat stone-faced in a tan prison jumpsuit as he went before the Kentucky Parole Board. It is the decision of the Parole Board today to allow you to serve out the remainder of your sentence. Carneal was 14 when he opened fire in the crowded lobby of Heath High School near Paducah, Kentucky, December 1st, 1997. He shot and killed three students and wounded five others. He was sentenced to life in prison after pleading guilty to murder charges. Jim Chris CBS News. Italy has a new female prime minister. In a speech with votes counted from two-thirds of polling stations, she declared, if we are called to govern this nation, we will do it for everyone. We will do it for all Italians, and we will do it with the aim of uniting the people of Italy. Sabina Castelfranco, CBS News, Rome. Science fiction meets reality. CBS's Christian Benavides has more from Miami. What we've only seen in the movies could happen tonight. We're moving an asteroid. We are changing the motion of a natural celestial body in space. Humanity has never done that before. To do that, NASA is hoping to smash a spacecraft into an asteroid nearly 7 million miles away from Earth. But NASA doesn't plan to destroy that asteroid. This is CBS News. Brought to you by Chick-fil-A. Order a grilled spicy deluxe sandwich on the Chick-fil-A app today. It's spicy and full of flavor. Available for a limited time. 203 here on WTOP. It's Monday afternoon, September 26, 2022. 77 in College Park. Maybe reaching 80 in a few spots. 
Good afternoon. I'm Dimitri Sotis. And I'm Sean Anderson. Top local story we're following for you. It's been decades since the remains of a Jane Doe were found in Fairfax County. DNA helped to identify the woman, and now police are hoping it'll help them catch her killer, too. It's a story you're hearing first on WTOP. We're halfway there. Major Ed O'Carroll with the Fairfax County Police says the Jane Doe remains that were found near what's now Tyson's belong to Patricia Agnes Gildowie. Now that Patricia has her name back, we're on to who her circle of friends were, who some enemies might have been. She went by Shuby, and what it means is little cabbage. My mother used to call her my little cabbage when she was just a baby because her head was so round. Veronique Duperly says her slightly younger sister was a free spirit who didn't want to live under anyone else's rules. She disappeared when she was 17 in 1975. She was dating an older man who had an upholstery store. Police say it's no longer in business. They're trying to learn where that man is and what he knows. Her sister doubts they'll ever find Shuby's killer, but knowing what happened mattered most to her. Did she have a family? get married? Was she sick? Was she hurt? Was she in a hospital someplace? You know, you don't know, and you don't know where to look. Neil Lloyd can stain WTLP News. A man is dead, another hurt after a shooting in Odenton. This was early yesterday morning. Anne Arundel County Police were called to a basement recording studio on Annapolis Road at 2.30 a.m. 38-year-old Alexander Gray was found dead in a doorway. A 30-year-old man who's not being named now was found wounded in the parking lot. He is expected to survive. Unusually here, first responders say a crowd of about 70 people was trying to stop them from getting into the building at first and blocking them from administering first aid. A sign on the building advertised a large party in that building from midnight to 5 a.m. This is Anne Arundel County's 12th murder of the year. In this age of fentanyl and opioids, drug addiction has become even more deadly. And a new local survey reveals people are scared to ask for help. Calling it? Very concerning. Rick Lightwise of the Inova Keller Center. Surprising results came out of the 2022 survey. Three in ten local adults either suffer from or know someone who suffers from addiction or a substance use disorder. But of those, 46% are afraid to seek care. They're afraid of being judged. Fear of their family finding out or a fear of other, other employees or their employer finding out and even their friends finding out. Likewise says you can fight that stigma by talking about it. Christy King, WTOP News. The cost of heating a home with natural gas could go up by as much as 34% compared to last winter. Those running busy charities in this area say they expect requests for help in paying those utilities will skyrocket. People are already struggling. Mary McNamee is an emergency assistance case coordinator for Catholic Charities of the Diocese of Arlington. She says with inflation sending the price of everything up, including utilities, a lot more people will need help paying their bills this winter, especially a lot of folks who are already paying past due bills. They have to pay the current utility plus this payment plan amount, and there's no way they're going to do it. The National Energy Assistance Directors Association says heating oil and electric bills are also expected to go up. Major Mark Woodcock, Area Commander of the Salvation Army's National Capital Area Command, says even with the resources it has to help. We will turn people away simply because we don't have enough funds. Mike Marillo, WTOP News. Up ahead after traffic and weather, Italy is joining Sweden, Poland, and Hungary in forming governments with far-right and autocratic tendencies. We'll take you live to Rome for the latest on the weekend parliamentary elections there. It is 2.07. 
Energy costs are up. So are carbon emissions. But with healthy insulation systems, you can save big and reverse the impact of global warming. Hi, I'm Brian Cavey with Insulators and Allied Workers Local 24. Operating a commercial property means saving money and the environment. By replacing or improving your mechanical insulation systems, Local 24 can cut costs and reduce carbon emissions. So contact us today at insulators24.org. Save big and go green with Insulators Local 24, the energy efficiency union. Join the YMCA today with zero enrollment fees and move forward toward achieving your health and wellness goals. Experience everything that the Y has to offer, such as yoga and dozens of motivating group exercise classes. Play pickleball or tennis. Talk with a registered dietitian. Swim in heated indoor and outdoor pools. And explore more ways to have fun with friends at the Y. Visit YMCADC.org to find your nearest Y in D.C., Maryland, or Virginia and to learn more. Good to have you here this afternoon. It's 208. Slow or clogged drains? Call Michael and Son and get $100 off at train cleaning today. Traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks. Let's go to Dave Dildine in the traffic center. All right, Dimitri, on the Beltway in Montgomery County on the Interloop, it is pretty slow from Old Georgetown Road right through Silver Spring. Might be a mobile war crew moving east of University Boulevard. You can go for the ICC now if you wanted eastbound delays of east beyond uh, 650 and toward 29 with the truck crash completely cleared. Eastbound lanes on 200 open. I-270 wide open. Nothing in the way between Rockville and Frederick and much better at the Bay Bridge. Three lanes open westbound. Two lanes are open eastbound. Midday work zone is clear. Coming into D.C. on Route 50, New York Avenue. Delays are easing. Traffic advance toward Bladensburg Road. Had a truck stopped across from the Arboretum. That should be clear. They're probably doing the road work again on Michigan Avenue Northeast near Turkey Thicket Park. And they usually close that stretch of Michigan Avenue when they do. They're probably also doing a work zone near the Kennedy Center on Rock Creek Parkway. And northbound traffic is awfully slow and it's likely just one lane getting by toward the Virginia Avenue intersection. In the Commonwealth of Virginia, the work on the inner and outer loops of the Beltway near Georgetown Pike today blocking the left lane both ways on 495 and eastbound on 66 near the Beltway. Once again, they're back and blocking the right travel lane. Can't find the new car you're looking for? Try a Fitzway used car. Next to a new car, Fitzway Cars Best. Visit Fitzmall.com for a good car and a safe car you can trust. That's the Fitzway. I'm Dave Dildine, WTOP Traffic. Let's get a line on your forecast for the week. Here's Chuck Bell. Sunshine leading to more and more cloud cover as we get further into our Monday afternoon. It'll be the warmest day of the work and school week. High temperature today, 78 degrees, but breezy at times and with a little extra cloud cover, a small chance at a pop-up shower. For tomorrow, it'll be dry, breezy, sunny, and a little cooler. 72 for high on your Tuesday afternoon. The sunshine's going to hang around for Wednesday and Thursday with highs in the mid to upper 60s. I'm Storm Team 4, meteorologist Chuck Bell for WTOP. Right now in Rockville, 71, Ashburn, 73, District Heights, 76 degrees. We may or may not actually reach 80, but that's uh, kind of what's expected this afternoon as far as your temperature range. We're brought to you by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. 210 now on WTOP. Georgia Maloney appears set to become Italy's first woman prime minister at the head of its most right-wing government since World War II. Over the weekend, she led a conservative alliance to triumph. And joining us live from the Italian capital this afternoon, Chico Harlan, Rome Bureau Chief of the Washington Post. Good to hear from you again, Chico. The U.S., the EU, various European leaders are all diplomatically saying they look forward to working with Maloney on global problems. But what is the reaction within Italy? Is there celebration or fear or maybe some combination of both? 
Um, a little bit of both, but also toned down from what an American might expect, just because the level of skepticism here about any party, even even among the voters that that backed Maloney, is is based on rapid government turnover here, really fast. You know, the average government lasts about 13, 14 months, and every kind of government has come and gone, even in the last four or five years, every stripe, and they've all failed similarly with infighting, with co. So. You know, there's a lot of grand ideas that get talked about in um, in an electoral campaign, and they could be, you know, they could be transformative. This could end up being a huge moment in in European politics, but but for that to happen, this government would have to last a while, and that's been a tr- tricky thing in a current in a country that is that is quite difficult to, for any leader to get their arms around. So that's kind of the caveat. And if you're on the streets in Rome today, it's pretty normal, and people are like, "Well, let's see, let's see how it goes." Chico, Maloney has worked hard, especially in the last several months, to downplay accusations that she and her uh, team are authoritarian fascists. But her platform concludes includes things uh, about what they call traditional social values, keeping undocumented immigrants out of the country, harsh words for the bureaucrats in Brussels. How far right is this government, actually? Well, I mean, it's it's... Like, like putting it on a spectrum is very difficult. Um, it would far, far right definitely works in the European context. There are parties uh, throughout major European countries that consider themselves right that don't have some of these um, more hardcore social and cultural war issues, anti-migrant issues. That's definitely a, a template of of Maloney's party and of Maloney herself. But you know, it, it must be said that they would also be a fairly moderate force inside the modern Republican Party. So, you know, it's, it, it causes some reflection on, on how we talk about these things. But from a European context, this is definitely the farthest right government that Italy has had. And, and it does kind of mark a new uh, advance for these nationalist parties in a, in a major European country, because France hasn't had that, uh, though, though Marine Le Pen has tried, Germany hasn't had that. And, and Italy until now has had populist governments, but not led by people uh, of, of the stripe of Maloney. You mentioned Germany and France. They haven't had it, but we now see it in Sweden. We've seen it in Poland and Hungary. Uh, you mentioned how nonplus the people might be there in, uh, in Rome, but what are the dots that need to be con- connected here to much of Europe? Well, you know, I think there was some, some a sense, even recently, that the far right had kind of petered out. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of the gains that they made five years ago, six years ago, when it seemed like nationalism was ascending in Europe, was based off of two things: big mi- big migration backlash after this huge wave of of asylum seekers and refugees seven eight years ago, and then countries that were almost thinking, "Oh, we'll go like the Brits." Well, nobody ne- well, nobody wants to follow the the clown show of Brexit now, and migration is a much smaller issue. But it turns out there are still some things, culture war stuff, and you know this uh, sort of plain talking approach to politics um, that that works. And Maloney has found a way to play to that base while also presenting herself a little bit more to the mainstream as a serious politician with economic ideas, who's not going to break too many norms in foreign policy. And uh, and I think that that has appealed to surely it has appealed to enough Italian voters to give her the chance to show that. That you can you can do both things and still lead a major European country. So it could open doors to others, but um, 
but let's see and let's see how she's if she if she succeeds there's a chance if she doesn't the argument in countries like france will be stronger not to let it happen there chico great to get your perspective thanks much for joining us Sure, of course. Thank you for being interested in Italy. <laughs> we certainly are. Thanks much. Chico Harlan, Rome Bureau Chief for the Washington Post. The day after the commanders lost badly. Coming up. WTOP proudly hosts the Small Business September Series presented by Eagle Bank. Throughout the month, see, hear, and interact with stories and advice shared by business leaders whose companies and organizations work to support the region's business community. Our thanks to the Greater Washington Board of Trade, the Greater Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, Prince William County Economic Development, BizLaunch, a division of Arlington Economic Development, Industrious, and Eagle Bank. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. Visit the Small Business September hub. Go to WTOP.com and search Small Business September. Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. George Wallace is here to dissect what in the heck happened at FedEx Field. We, we don't have that much time. Uh, no, we don't have that much time. Washington losing yesterday uh, to the Philadelphia Eagles. Nine sacks. That's part of the problem as uh, Washington, uh, the, def- uh, the Eagles defense getting into uh, Carson Wentz nine times and uh, ends in the loss. Not a pretty day at all. Ron Rivera's got no choice now but to move forward. Team doesn't either as they get Dallas next week in. Dallas, another division game. Cowboys will play uh, the uh, Giants tonight on uh, Monday Night Football. Check out Rob Woodfork's NFL recap. Kind of a crazy weekend uh, in the NFL. It's up on WTOP.com. College news. Maryland's a game October 8th against Purdue has been announced as a 12 noon kickoff in College Park. Baseball final homestand of the year for the Nationals begins tonight against the Braves. They can help uh, decide this NL East. The Braves one game back in the loss column. George Wallace, WTOP Sports. And the top stories we're following for you on WTOP. Preparations continue in Florida for what could be a direct hit from Hurricane Ian by the middle of the week. Governor Ron DeSantis declared a state of emergency for the entire state. He's asking residents to stock up on supplies and get ready. Right now, its winds are at 80 miles per hour as it approaches western Cuba. It's expected to get a lot stronger. A transgender teacher who says she put up with years of insults and no support from supervisors has settled her lawsuit with the Prince George's County school system. Jennifer Eller left her teaching job in 2017. Her federal discrimination and harassment suit was set to go to trial this week. Stay with us on WTOP for more about these stories in just minutes. In other news, later this evening, NASA will do something we usually only see in movies deliberately crash a spacecraft into an asteroid. It's a first-of-its-kind mission for NASA called DART. It's essentially a test to see if NASA can one day push an asteroid headed for Earth away from a direct hit. The DART spacecraft will be flying 14,000 miles per hour, nearly 7 million miles away from Earth. NASA scientist Tom Statler. We are moving an asteroid. We are changing the motion of a natural celestial body in space. Humanity has never done that. NASA says if there's a miss, scientists will still learn a lot from the experiment. The crash is planned for 7:14 tonight, Eastern Time. Matt Piper, CBS News. And coming up for you in Money News. The Dow is down 289 points. The local for-profit university is winding down. I'm Jeff Glebel. It's 2:18. Traffic and weather on the eights and when it breaks, Dave Dildine in the WTOP Traffic Center. In Montgomery County on the Interloop, as a mobile work crew moves slowly eastbound around the Interloop to and over to Hampshire Avenue, you're slow in their wake, but uh, the lanes are open and they should be moving off the highway soon. You can go for 200 if you want it. Eastbound traffic on the ICC now moves without delay after a long-standing truck crash and a prolonged recovery. All eastbound lanes on 200 are open between 650 and 29. 
I-270 between the Beltway and I-70 without delay. Baltimore-Washington Parkway, some congestion cropping up here and there. Heaviest near 32, but par for the course. 50 eastbound, good at the Bay Bridge. Westbound, better. The work zone on the westbound span, clear. If you're coming into D.C. on 50, New York Avenue, now moving without delay toward the signals at and beyond Bladensburg Road. Broken down truck across from the Arboretum is clear. Rock Creek Parkway, northbound, slow under the Kennedy Center near Virginia Avenue. Should be a work zone there. In Virginia on 66, between the Roosevelt Bridge and Beltway, you're fine. Interloop near 66, the work is blocking the right side, mainly on the right ramp uh, to go west on 66. Eastbound on 66 near the Beltway, the work zone. We're used to this one. It's blocking the right travel lane. And on 395 and 95 between the Pentagon and Quantico, not so bad, just a little sluggish near Woodbridge. Crash in Fairfax County Parkway near Pope's Head Road should be clear. Now through Monday, it's the semi-annual inventory clearance event at Mattress Warehouse with over 30 queen mattresses for less than $7.99. Mattress Warehouse has a mattress to fit any budget. Dave Dildine, WTOP Traffic. Storm Team Force Chuck Bell. There will be the smallest little chances for a pop-up shower or two today, but this will be our only real chance for rain for the rest of the week until we get to the weekend and see what Hurricane Ian decides to do. So breezy today with a buildup of mid-afternoon clouds. It'll be plenty warm enough. Highs in the mid to upper 70s today. But this northwesterly flow will deliver ever cooler air. So tomorrow, breezy, partly sunny, and a high of 72, and then a high of 68 on Wednesday and Thursday. I'm Storm Team 4, meteorologist Chuck Bell for WTOP. Lots of sunshine, a few clouds. We're sitting at 77 in Upper Marlboro. We've got 77 in Centerville, 77 in Northwest D.C. And it's brought to you by New Look Home Design, the roofing experts. Call 1-800-279-5300. 220 on WTOP, a transgender teacher in our area says she took insults as much as she could and then had to leave a local school system. We've got that story coming up. And now, from WTOP Small Business September Series, presented by Eagle Bank, here's Jack McDougall, President and CEO of the Greater Washington Board of Trade. Particularly for small businesses on the, on the pay side, I think that's a real challenge. What I think is emerging, though, what you see out there is more and more employees are looking for a sense of purpose. And so it's mission-driven. And so I think organizations right now that have a really compelling mission value or a purpose value proposition are attracting people. And so and I think that's true at the, at the small business level, particularly in the nonprofits, as well as at larger companies. And so there's a real emphasis on that. I think one of the things the pandemic did for all of us is it just caused us to take a pause and rethink. To hear more of this interview, visit WTOP and search Small Business September. To learn more about how Eagle Bank can help your business grow, go to EagleBankCorp.com. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Eagle Bank, building business, building relationships. It's 222. And now, from WTOP's Small Business September series, presented by Eagle Bank, here's Nasima Shafi, Chief Executive Officer at Whitman Walker Health. We've been on this journey for over 10 years. And it started with first building our new clinical site on 14th Street, which Eagle was a great partner with us in delivering that book of services in 2015, to then redeveloping our other building 2017 to 2019, to then this work at CNEs. And when you have a partner that you can trust that is both sort of willing to take risks and willing to tell you when you can't, you can really have more honest conversations. And I think in the nonprofit community, that's really helpful. 
To hear more of this interview, visit WTOP and search Small Business September. To learn more about how Eagle Bank can help your business grow, go to EagleBankCorp.com. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Eagle Bank, building business, building relationships. This is WTOP News. Now 223. A transgender teacher who says he endured insults and a lack of support from supervisors has settled her lawsuit with the Prince George's County School System. Jennifer Eller started teaching English in 2000 eight at Kenmore Middle School. But in 2011, when she told her principal she was transitioning, she says students insulted her, misgendered her, and even threatened to sexually assault her, and school administrators failed to take action to stop it. Eller left the school system in 2017. She filed a federal discrimination and harassment suit that was supposed to go on trial this week. Now, court records show there's been a settlement. Neil Loggenstein, WTLP News. The nation's children are having a major struggle with anxiety and depression. Nationally, the number is up 25%. We're talking kids ages 3 to 17 from the middle of the past decade to 2020. Things are even worse locally. The jump in D.C. was about 58%. Maryland saw a 36% increase in children with anxiety or depression, either reported to or diagnosed by a doctor or health care provider. In Virginia, it was about 1% higher. Experts say parents need to talk to their kids, find out how they're feeling, and get them help if required. It's 224. Bright reds and vibrant oranges. Fall foliage is almost here. That means it's time to start planning a trip to catch the season's best colors. There's a little color west of Hagerstown in the Allegheny Mountains, but it'll be a while before we see those beautiful shades of red and orange. So the colors will continue to get vibrant as we go throughout the next couple of weeks. WTOP meteorologist Chad Merrill. Going forward through the early part of October, We'll start to see those colors show up with the uh, sugar maples, the yellow buckeyes. So as long as there's no extreme heat or a hard frost, you can expect to catch some of the best leaf peeping out in the Blue Ridge. Right around the Autumn Glory Festival in Garrett County, which is typically the 10th through the 15th of October. Melissa Howell, WTOP News. And you can see more at WTOP.com. Money News 25 and 55. Let's go to Jeff Claybaugh. Dimitri, brand new week. We started at the low for the year for the markets and are continuing even lower. The Dow is down 305 points right now. The S&P 500 index is down 33. Those are both about 1% losses. The Nasdaq is down 29. That's about a quarter of a percent. A second Amazon Prime Day sale, two days, October 11th and 12th. It's the first time Amazon has held two Prime Sales events in one year. Amazon held the first Prime Day sales events every year since 2015. You can still check your credit reports free every week. Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion have extended their free weekly reports started during the pandemic through the end of 2023. Falls Church-based for-profit college, Stratford University is closing all of its campuses, including Alexandria and Woodbridge. The Washington Business Journal says Stratford University has been struggling with declining enrollment and accreditation problems. Jeff Glabel, WTOP News. Money News brought to you by Amtrak. Visit new and exciting places across the U.S. On Amtrak, it isn't just about the destination. It's about the journey with no metal seats, extra legroom, and even private rooms. Book now at Amtrak.com. 
Good to have you here on WTOP. Straight ahead, the new week's forecast. And we'll take a look at what could be affecting weather to our south in Florida by the middle of the week. Hurricane Ian. Stay with us. On the house. No charge. Complimentary. Gratis. For a limited time, Silver Diner is offering free delivery through SilverDiner.com. You heard that right. Free delivery through SilverDiner.com. Now you can satisfy your entire family without leaving home. Whether you are 